everybody and welcome back to the Games I Guess podcast. This is Games I Guess episode 16 for Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. My name is Casey Tig. I'm joined by an Alaskan Malamute princess, Ian. Welcome back. <laughs> Quite a description. What a what an <laughs> accent. Never been ever been described in such terms. And also joining us, a game dev auteur turned voice actor. You know him from classics like Tetris and Bioshock. Josh Musser. The blatant lies. What is, <laughs> what is happening? Although right I, was the, uh, I was the I was the stand-in for for the square block in Tetris. There was a, <laughs> you're just a square, like how Uma Thurman <laughs> draws a square in a <laughs> Kill Bill. Is that why uh, you have such resentment? No, no, that was a Pulp Fiction because it was like the better square roll that you didn't get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thomas Chris was Pratt alone. actually was the he took the main part. <laughs> He's Thomas? Oh no. <laughs> uh, Mike I Biffle, you've heard it here. Make yep. it happen. There you go. I uh, I don't know why I opened the show with lies. But uh, I did, and you have to deal with it. This is the Games I Guess podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. All those places I listed before, I'll never list them again. Also, we're doing a live recording of this sh- version of the video show. Uh, so hopefully it's up at the same time as the audio show. We will see. Uh, but you know, in any case, we're here, and it's uh, it's good to be here. What is up with you, gentlemen? <laughs> well, Wait, my like, hair, for one, it's uh, straight up. Your hair? Yeah. Oh, my man. hair is not. Uh, I don't have any hair on the top. Your hair is negative. <laughs> Ian, you're you're suddenly hard for me to hear. I don't know if I ruined something. What? <laughs> Now no. no, it's just an enunciation thing. I... My cat is about to knock a whole bunch of shit off the counter. <laughs> I mean, Do you, it. You need Do it. it. I'm watching it. Happen. If you need to get up, it's okay. Uh, no, I, I want to hear the destruction in the background. I want to see my audio mixer clip into the red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess uh, nothing, no announcements or anything, I suppose. Just get into what we've been sort of doing lately josh uh you sort of tempered our expectations before the show started what have you been playing tempered for you but for man i'm just <laughs> my nips are rock hard for me it's uh civ 6 civ 6 yeah that's why i've been playing you know how many hours i have in that game no it's probably many no not them it's uh well just the past two weeks it's 30 hours um Overall, what, what about Civilization? Yeah, what about Civilization Six? Makes you play it for thirty hours in a week. Like, and it's not, a, I'm not poking fun. I'm genuinely like, what grabs you about it? Well, I was thinking about that actually as I was playing, and <laughs> You're like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I was serious. I was like, God, that's a lot of time in this game. Two hundred, two hundred twenty-seven hours over that actually. Uh, I've spent total. Now, granted, there's a good chunk of that that's probably uh, idle idle time because it's the kind of game you end up like walking away from for a while. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about that, and as a kid, I mean, not only do you know I, I like you know city builders, management, that's all in this, but as a kid, I think what this really uh, tickles my fancy, as the kid the the, the children say, 
Um, <laughs> is, is that what the children say? It is now. Uh, is that I used to play like I used to. I'm an only child, right? So I had to like make up my own games and asking? shit like that. No, I, well, I, I, I'm as far as I know, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. <laughs> stunned I almost want to dive into the psychology of that reply. What? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but I, 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 I was, I was thinking about it, and I used to play these like games with like GI Joes, or in in this case, like Army Men. I'd have like these like big ass containers of Army Men, uh, two different colors, and I'd set them up, you know, painstakingly for like an hour, two hours, just setting up these huge battle scenes and then going at it and, and you know what I mean? Like just killing them, you know, the, the, you know, fighting and all that sort of stuff. And I was thinking about it. It's like Civ six or civilization in general really scratches that itch. I think you just like, want to be like a fucking field marshal somewhere sending like, <laughs> yeah, I love tactics games, too. platoons of men into the meat grinder for your, just... I'm just yeah, imagining yeah. Josh playing that. I forget his the character's name, but like the douchebag general like full, from Full like, Metal Jacket. From uh no, from uh The Last Samurai. <laughs> like, like the douchey guy who gets the sword in the chest at the end. Yeah. I, I imagine myself with like the uh the captain's hat, the the aviators and a giant cigar sticking the out of my epaulets. Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like saber in your belt. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sweeping, sweeping little model soldiers off of your like planning table with a fucking dustbin. At eight years old, yeah. Yeah, I exactly. hope this video doesn't get taken down because I'm showing like a tiny version of what I'm assuming is Civ 6's <laughs> cinematic trailer. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of getting nervous about it. I kind of want to like change the opacity. Maybe I will. I'll do that. If you're wondering it why it's all one. weird looking. It's because I blame YouTube. YouTube. Our theme song. Did I tell you guys this? Our theme song got flagged. Oh yeah, I meant to reply to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, we have the rights. Yeah, they oh. released the the claim like four days later. But I was having none of that. My my <laughs> my appeal was something like, "This song is included in our Adobe stock plan. Remove this claim <laughs> immediately." <laughs> Or refund my funding. <clears throat> Interestingly, though, there was... I don't know if I spoke to you guys about this specifically. And we'll come back to Civ Six. Uh, this is just like a random aside. Um, I forget his name, but there's this sort of chiptune-specific musical artist who does some really cool stuff. And I was kind of working behind the scenes trying to get him to basically make all the music for our show, or at least let us use his. And he was down to do it. But then I mean, then we found the music that we're using. Um, but I did reach out since that claim happened and kind of told him what was going on and if he'd still be down. He was like, yeah, if you find anything that works, like, go for it. Um, Sweet. So there may be yeah. a random switch up in, uh, in uh, I don't know, the, the opening theme. We'll see if we get claimed again this week. Do it. But you mentioned, since we're talking about Civ Six, and I have very little experience playing basically most games like that i i kind of dabbled back in the day closest thing would be maybe age of empires 2 i played a lot of that growing that, up. i played the shit out of that in like I the love 2000s age of empires 2 it's yeah. it's what always kind of makes me um i don't know i, I always want to give these games a shot but i i don't know it doesn't last very long like i'll try it and then i'm like ah fuck this uh but you said that they released a new update or something something came out recently for uh yeah 
so so there's a thing called great it's called uh great commanders uh that was the most recent one where they're just yes, releasing, like, it's new... your fantasy packaged and sold to you yeah they should just uh put my picture on it i'm looking <laughs> and at the, the store trying to find it it's uh it was released december 15th um but basically it's a part of a like a larger like they call it a leader pass which is like kind of like a season pass almost for a bunch of different content like smaller content drops that they were putting down because they did that december 15th and the month before in november they did a thing called a great negotiators basically they're just releasing new uh leaders and things like that uh that have different uh, strategies that you can you know if you play as them so like in the game they have um uh, theodore roosevelt is like the american civilization uh leader that they chose for this for Good six choice. but yeah but because in previous games they've had like uh they've had abraham lincoln and washington at some point but they neither in, of which are better than donald trump by the way anyway the uh <laughs> the abraham lincoln uh <laughs> they they decided to bring back in as part of this leader pass uh where he it's these particular leaders they reworked them to have like these really interesting uh play styles that are challenging uh switching it up and all that sort of stuff um so yeah new new uh new drop with that and uh i i also would like to brag that i have oh. like i have like at least two three four at least six extremely rare achievements rare as oh. in like not very many nice. players have them but then again, this game has. Or oh yeah. Too long to read. Uh, just recently, uh, I got three of them actually on the twentieth. This uh, is kind of cute. I like. It's yeah. Like, there's something wholesome about this. You're all excited about. Hot hat and monocle control a hundred percent monopoly on a given luxury, uh, on a standard size map or larger. Uh, Montezuma's revenge. I won a game as uh, playing as Montezuma, uh, of the Aztecs, and. The Art of Telling Plain Truths. And I won the Montezuma one, interestingly, uh, with a, a diplomatic victory. Because in the game, there are different ways you can win. You can win, like, cultural, scientific, diplomatic, domination, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so, and I have some other ones from, like, previous ones, but... It is a little bizarre to hear you sort of talk about a game with no air of, like, disappointment. Disdain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only disappointment I ever get from this game is is the sometimes it, it'll crash in stupid ways, but it's like usually because of mods. Um, but I think the a, worst are you part. A mod player, I guess you are. If it crashes, I am. I, I mean, after you play through, you know, a million times the regular way, you end up, you know, just looking for different stuff to do. But with uh, um, with this, the half the time it's not even a mod; it's the fucking launcher. I hate I hate the the 2K launcher and it screws up all the time. Not just this game, other games too. So I ended up having to like find a workaround where basically I launch it directly. And I basically told the launcher go fuck itself. Fuck uh, launchers, man! I remember back in my day, a launcher was a little fucking Windows 98 thing that popped up. Had little pictures, some splash art, like play game, load game. That's the only fucking launcher I need. All these other fucking launchers. Exactly. I don't even need that. Just fucking play the goddamn game. Uh, I will also say that this game has, especially after all the expansions and DLC and all that stuff, has like nearly 300 achievements. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to get. Are you? Fun. Do you specifically play Civilization, or do you? Are there like other like sort of grand strategy 4X type games that you uh, you all? Civ, Civ is like my main 
4x epic strategy grand civilization game but i've played uh humankind was really good that's by the people that made like endless dungeons and endless space um that was a different take on it there were uh, there's um do that dune spice wars I, should, I think it's still in early access it's supposed to be really good i haven't played it but i'd like to i wish um, i knew that because i have i own that from like i got it free and i never gave them coverage motherfucker yeah, you'd probably be like 700 hours deep into that <laughs> shit. It'd be like a whole cover story episode. Oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I do play other ones. Um, as far as like grand scale type games, too. Like Stellaris is another one I've sunk a ton of hours into. I hear people talk about that shit all the time. And Same. it looks so cool. The I art and stuff. And then I just like go to look at it. And it's like, fuck, right. It's like a fucking strategy game. 111 like, hours in that one, yeah. I'm terrible at strategy games. I just like, <laughs> I, like you, Casey, well, never clicked. Stellaris is uh is one of those that are done by um the fuck, can't think of the name, uh, uh Paradox, and they, that's like their thing. It's not all that they, you know, do, but that that is their thing. These strategies, grand strategies, Stellaris, Europa, Hearts of Iron, Crusader Kings, Victoria Three, I think, is one that's was a. Uh, one of the final nominations for one of the steam awards i think this year um but uh, their games do tend as as deep as they are they do tend to have a really huge learning curve they're not very inviting to players that are like just jumping into that kind of genre so i've actually never found uh, a strategy game that was like like i i also played age of empires but like only in the loosest sense of the term um like i dick around and lose to the computer a lot and like try the campaign stuff and play around in the scenario editor. That's about the extent of it. And I guess I would play, I'd play StarCraft and like Command and Conquer with friends. But like, I don't know, They uh, a lot of these games, I guess my point is a lot of these games feel really inaccessible to me. I'm curious if yeah. like you had to recommend like a really good like starter, you know, 4X game or whatever, um, you know, what would it be? I'm curious. Uh I mean, Civilization is the one I jumped into first, um, starting with Civ 2 or 3. I forget which one it was, but that was like middle school age that I jumped into that. Right. Um, and I would say that it's just they're the most polished. They're they probably got the, the best tutorials. Um, their they're difficulty settings really easy win. So you can start on easier settings and, and work your way up, which is how I did it. Um, I mean, Civ's like an elder statesman. I mean, it's pretty yeah, it's, it's been around since the '90s. Yeah, it's like a real serious figure of, of gaming. Yeah, it's a Sid Meier's game. I love Sid Meier's games in general too. But um, Humankind's also pretty, pretty, pretty friendly. Um, it just plays a lot differently than Civilization does. Um, and I just have a, a warm spot for that franchise, so I would, I would say Civ, and uh, just, just start on an easier difficulty until you get the hang of it. And is that, uh, that's, you said you 30 hours in the last week? The last couple of weeks, yeah. Is that the, uh, the only thing you played this week? I mean, outside of, like, sports games, uh, that's, that's, I, I've had a busy week just with, uh, Christmas stuff, family get-togethers, and right, right. Uh, kids stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, speaking of holiday stuff, uh, this is the last, uh, episode before the new year, um, so, yeah, have a good time, people. See you or next don't. year. <laughs> what? What'd Nothing. you say? 
I no, it's ruined job. now. Fuck. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Does no, that mean no, we're I... not doing an episode next week? I would say no. Yeah. Um, my strategy here was going. I would. I guess the season first season is ending today, and we're gonna just start a new season every year. Then we do it. <laughs> we'll see if see if that plan goes. I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Ian, um, what about you? What games do you want to talk about this week? We are talking Red Dead a little later, so if that was yeah, yeah. So I mean, I did play. I did. I, I have been playing Red Dead Two, and before that, I played Red Dead One again. Right. Um, so no one else you play. Talk about that uh, a little later. Sure. Um, but I guess maybe maybe the one that I'll talk about now is uh, Casey. You and I started. Oh. And I fully intend to finish <laughs> I forgot, uh, yeah. this game called Antioch Scarlet Bay, which is one of the weirdest games I've ever played. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a, a fucking, it's basically a visual novel, uh, essentially, in that it's completely text driven and, uh, you know, all the gameplay seems to involve picking you know, dialogue options, quote unquote. Sometimes they're, they're you know, they're just contextual you know, lines of text on the screen that you select to make your character say or do something. And it's co-op. So, like, and it's like a murder mystery, like, buddy cop thing set in the 80s um, in a city called Antioch. And, like, I'm playing the, like, grizzled veteran who's, like, retiring tomorrow. And Casey's playing the, like, fresh-faced rookie. He's like, you know, up and coming or whatever. And, and like, so the, the, you know, the, the core of it is this murder mystery. This woman has been murdered and we're like trying to figure out what's going on. There's all this like weird stuff involving tattoos and like, I don't know, possible conspiracy. Um, but like the game really shines in the sort of in-between moments where it just allows you extended, just like shooting the shit with your partner. <laughs> Right? right, so you'll just have long stretches of dialogue uh, where you're just like shooting the breeze, and you get to say all sorts of like shit that ranges from like sort of normal, typical genre, you know, almost cliche, to like you know out there like fucking disco Elysium style like absurdist cop bullshit. Um, and like, it's not like these are like there's like oh there's the like serious part of the game, and then there's these. Like, these moments will pop up, like, in the middle of, like, investigation moments, right? So, like, like one time, Casey and I, when we found the body, like, very early on, like, Casey and I went back and forth with these dialogue options, and, like, one of them was always just to, like, swear. Just, like, shit, fuck this. It's like, and, like, we just, like, went back and forth with profanities for, like, I mean, the, the options continued for way longer than I anticipated them to. Yeah. Um, and it was just incredibly weird. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I honestly haven't really been able to stop thinking about the game. <laughs> so I really would uh, like to get back to it and uh, wrap yeah, it up at some it's point. It's interesting. I have, uh, it's playing in the, the video show, but uh, the trailer that, I'm watching almost looks like a mobile trailer. Is this game available? Like it shows two people. It's an animated trailer, but it shows oh, I two bet people you it is. playing this game on like a mobile phone screen. Let me see. I'm going to scroll. Sorry if it looks bad. People watching, but uh, I don't see anything about it that says mobile. 
I don't know. I guess I guess I have to like check on the app app store here. Let's see if it's there. System requirements: Windows, Mac OS, Steam OS, plus Linux. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. It may be on the Google Store as well. I don't know. Oh yeah, there it is on the App Store. Antioch Scarlet Bay, three ninety nine. You guys are mobile gamer now. Well, you knew it was going to happen someday. <laughs> time for they you guys to play. <laughs> time for you guys to play Genshin Impact, baby. I mean, to be fair, like you know, you can play Mist on a phone. It doesn't like make it a mobile. <laughs> uh, Mist. I did want to. Did you want to say anything else about Antioch Scarlet Bay? I mean, what else is there to say? I, I mean, I think I mean, that if you're like interested in weird ass fucking games and you want to play something that's not quite like anything you've ever played before antioch scarlet bay you could do a hell of a lot worse for the money it's like five canadian dollars. Yeah, it's five us as well um and apparently on phone you can save a dollar <laughs> so it is funny um as far as like gameplay goes i wouldn't like at least know what you're going into and uh, i would also suggest um like read the room when you uh, when you plan on playing it with a person. Like make sure that the person that you're gonna play it with is cool with playing basically just a little text game. Um, but it is a little deeper too. Like I don't know the first what hour or so that we played. Um, I wasn't really you two and a half hours of that game. Right, the first hour or so. I don't know. It felt very sort of. It didn't feel shallow at all. I didn't mean it like that. It like. I don't know, I thought system-wise, it was pretty simple. But as we kept going, I realized that there's, maybe they're not super deep, maybe there's layers to the system that I just wasn't considering. Like, depending on what you say, you can explore the like the town map in different ways, for example. Um, and maybe you have to go back to a place that the game's not strictly telling you to go back to, or, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, it's mostly funny. So if you can, if you can play with someone, uh, I don't know who doesn't suck with their <laughs> their sense of humor. Uh, yeah, maybe. it's it's a vibe for sure. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine playing it like randomly with a stranger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, apparently it supports that. Um, uh, but who knows? It, it, the, it, Ian, I, I, where does it say that you will disagree with? I thought it said that. I may have made that up. Uh, or it may have been a different... Uh, a different Okay. So I have a bunch of these fucking weird ass little co-op <laughs> games lined up here behind. Oh man! Scenes. Well, um, always fresh content. Yeah, yeah. The next one, that. actually, I think the next one supports up to four players. I didn't realize that. Uh, oh, that's nice. It's always a a plus when we get, you know, all three of us playing something. It's kind of rare anymore, unless you play Destiny, Josh. Ah, Ian played some Valheim. That's true. Oh, you want to talk about Valheim at all, Ian? I did play some Valheim. He's like, no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I mean, what can I say? Like, I mean, my worry is that you're never you know, going to play it again. That's, that's my worry. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not good at those types of games. You know, they like, they like. I can, I can see, I can look at Valheim and intellectually, I can grasp why people love it. Um. But I have a real mental block when it comes to these, you know, this aspect of survival gaming, 
where you sort of have to like do a bunch of housekeeping up front. I like really struggle with that. It's um, interesting that you consider like picking up shit on the ground housekeeping. Or like, well, then there's the like, there's the like you know you build because like because like picking up shit on the ground in Red Dead Redemption Two or Days Gone or something like that is very different than picking up shit in Valheim. Just sort of the right. context of things, right? Because um, then you, you you know you really do have to. I mean, it's it's important to like set up a base camp, have your workbench, and yeah, have your place to crash and and stuff like that. You, you have know? people like me willing to do the bitch work. So what you're saying is that all I have to do is loot things, and and uh, you'll take care of the rest. Yeah, bring it back, bring it back. Okay, home, baby. But here's the problem with that: when we played, you were like off in your own little vacation home, like you weren't even because no one was making a home. You, you guys made a little hutch, you made a little <laughs> hutch, and that's fine. That's fine. But you gotta have a place to you gotta have a place to call home. Bring home the bacon to and and, and uh, sleep with your wife, huh? You know, come on. I think if the goal is to get by, never crafting or building a single thing, I think that's uh, probably a weaker experience. Well, um, to but, be but, fair, I yeah. did try to build and oh, was no, no, immediately murdered by oh, Great. Don't misunderstand. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that you weren't giving it a proper chance or anything like that. I yeah. think that mechanically there's a lot of things that you just don't know and you shouldn't really you just started um but like eventually it's kind of like second nature to okay pop down a, i'm in the middle of nowhere plop down a bench put up some you know walls real quick and then now i have a little place i can sleep so that i'm not gonna get killed overnight or whatever right um, right there is a satisfaction in playing nomadically uh but even that play style it, it really helps to sort of at least kind of grasp you know what a workbench is for when you need one when you don't uh, right. you know, whatever i think i think the the boat you know will will open up a lot too it's one of my favorite moments in those games is being able to just go with the homies down the river like it's huckleberry yeah, finn it and fun. just into the mist finding new adventures you know that's you it's start a, building like portals and stuff so um yeah you know, it's just it's just fun to like warp across the map and suddenly you're just in completely uncharted territory uh no i hope you do come back to it at some point i understand yeah that yeah well i i have it and i uh you know i i mean i'm, I'm not saying yeah, that i'll never play it again or anything um but like you know it's it's just worth you know bearing in mind that you know just you know, understand that i do i do for whatever reason sort of struggle to get into this but sort of loop. I, had, I had a similar similar issue with uh you know, with Subnautica, um, even though I ended up not playing through, and I, I look back on that game super, super positively, um, it would be disingenuous if I were to deny that I had like some serious fucking moments <laughs> where I was like really. Yeah, uh, you were going you know, back struggling. and forth almost day to day. Like one one yeah. day you would be expressing your concerns, and then the next day you tell me that you thought about the game all day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it has, you know, and this is the other thing, and maybe I just haven't, you know, seen it uh, that much yet in Valheim, because I know that there are these, like, bosses that you're sort of searching for. But having the, like, you know, having the structure um, of, you know, a campaign or campaign-adjacent, like, element, 
is always like really nice for me as well. That's, you know, like sort of keeps me going in something like raft. Yeah, but... It's like hang out with the homies on a raft and like move to between story points or in the forest. I mean, Josh, Josh, to his credit, I mean, you really tried to like build that base. And I was there chopping down trees and tossing logs down the cliff to you. But eventually it was just like, fuck this. Let's go like find readables like and and like push towards the end game. Because um, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just like that kind of fucking, it's that fucking single player mindset, which is, you know, not necessarily a great thing, <laughs> but it definitely is like in my brain. So it's like, yeah. I, you have I, a hard I, time I have like, to resist my nature a little bit to, uh, you know, to open up. To these do you have a hard time setting your own goals? Because I think Valheim is really about that. Because if, you know, you have, you have goals like fighting the bosses, but you really have to create your own goals to, to bridge that gap. Because, you know, some of the bosses are going to be harder than the first deer boss. Well, I'm better, I'm better at creating my own goals in the context of, of, of a structure, I guess I would say. Like, give me something like Elden Ring or the Outer Wilds, right? And, and, you know, I have a framework where I'm moving towards an ending, but then within that sandbox, I sort of set goals based on how I want to sort of solve the overarching problem. And that definitely really engages me. Like um, so the, the, that's the thing with like something like Valheim, and I think the similar thing with Raft too, even though there were story elements there, is that when you're playing with friends, especially ones who are willing to do the stuff that you don't like, you can kind of rely on them to not only do the stuff you don't like, but to set these goals, and then you're like, okay, cool, let's go do it. You don't even have to think about it. Right. And then you get to go on your adventure, which is the part that you like. Sure, sure, yeah. I think um, this is why I wanted to hop in with just you that one night because I, I think that those opening moments are important to sort of you you should do them alone honestly uh and that should have been my suggestion from the get-go but then it turned into like a party where <laughs> where everybody was hopping in and well i mean I, I there were there were some nice moments like i was constantly being chased by boars and then Knox came along hilarious. and just followed me around like killing yeah. boars to collect leather <laughs> See, as frustrating as that is, I think that's funny. I think that's that. You oh no, no, no! Really that right. was that was like a high point for me yeah. for sure. And then, and like you know, uh, in spite of being grossly un you know underprepared for it, I did manage to like destroy an enemy spawner with Casey and Knox yeah. help. Um, we were way out so of like, our depth you know, there. That know stuff is cool. That. Like, we were way out. Oh of yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We um, beat a boss. And we beat a boss, and the boss was fine, you know. Uh, well, it was the beginning boss. It's yeah, to. I figured, you know, that was the the case. Um, but like, there's a lot to love there too. Obviously, the game looks really nice. It sounds really nice. I, I, you know, it's good that that you know Meadows music is so nice because you hear it a lot when you're like sort of just chilling in the yeah. Each zone has bio. its own its own sort of music. But it's great. It has this sort of like it's like it's like jazzy fantasy music, clarinet. Led. Yeah, they got they do Whatever. have like a jazz clarinet thing going on. Yeah, imagine it's beatnik really cool. beatnik Vikings. I mean, it does sort of have that that vibe. It sounds like the Neverwinter Nights, you know. Oh yeah, soundtrack, but with like yeah, with like a sort of bebop <laughs> bebop clarinet over it. Well, I didn't expect to talk about Valheim today, but that was uh, a pleasant surprise. Do we have Bjorn on the bongos? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I have to get this out of the way. I don't really want to. I just I feel bad for taking a code from these people and then not talking about their game. So I'm gonna talk these about people. These filthy people who made Goat Simulator Three. Uh, Ian watched me good. play a little bit of Go <laughs> Goat Simulator Three, and I'm curious. Um, I don't know. You weren't super open at the time with like just your thoughts as to what was happening. Where do you think? Goat Simulator 3 belongs. Like, who is it for? Does it serve a does it serve a particular niche or purpose? I mean, you mentioned Gary's mod, which I think is a really apt comparison. Uh, if you like like zany physics sandboxes, right? Goat Simulator seems like it's gonna uh, but, do you. But Gmod, it's not on. Thanks Steam, to modding, so I have to show footage from the first. Gmod, thanks to Workshop, has it. it the community is what made Gmod. Goat Simulator is a meme and remains a meme. And that's it. Like, except now it's commercialized. Well, that's what I mean. The first time the meme worked, right? This time it feels like they're just trying to recreate a meme. Yeah. And but, I feel uh, like it falls flatter. I think the meme, the meme is also sort of, and maybe, I don't know, you had hands on the game. I didn't. But the meme is sort of window dressing on sort of a, an almost like, you know, like like skate, like the free mode, like the wipeout mode and shit yeah. like that. You know that that's sort of at the 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 heart of Goat Simulator. I when think. it when it yeah. comes naturally, that's when it's good because it's funny. But you're right, like remaking a meme. It's like, have you heard of Keyboard Cat? Well, now we have Keyboard Cat with a hat. Okay, but you, know? you also play Borderlands Three, and you know, so like, you played Borderlands Three too. <laughs> Under duress. Start the what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. oh man, you really have a. Uh, you don't like Borderlands, do you? Like uh, well, I mean, if, if we're gonna be tossing around accusations of of meaniness <laughs> as like the disqualifiers of of. Uh, I never said know. Borderlands Three was good. <laughs> I think it is good. I'll say it. I will say though that once. Ian sort of opened that Pandora's box for me. <laughs> Pandora. <laughs> yeah, zing. And, uh, <laughs> it uh, I don't know. I just it's I couldn't unsee it. It's like the arrow in the FedEx logo. Like I, I <laughs> every time anything Borderlands come up, like I hated Ava. Right, like that was the one. So much so that I enjoyed Wavetail less because the voice actor I was convinced was the same. Actress. <laughs> Turns out it's not. By the way, I looked it up. It's not her. But they sound so similar. It's such a similar delivery that it ruined that game for me. Gone on our Twitter. Like, shut the fuck up. She's like, Who is this guy? <laughs> no, but once Ian kind of pointed out that everybody's yelling at me all the time, everyone became an Ava. Like everyone. Uh, so, but I, I can't believe the, how the gameplay stands up. I, I, I do like the. The, the game the gameplay is fine you know I I, I troll it's uh, it, it's uh, but again the, the question here was on memeiness and uh, sure. and whether or not goat simulator is, you know needs to be sort of derided for its memeiness uh, I don't know I mean there's no shame I guess in trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice I guess it just you can like feel three the times, I suppose. <laughs> no no there was no two they went straight from that's part oh. of the game. Yeah, well. part of the, that's, that's part of the meme. There is no Goat Simulator 2. It goes straight from 1 to 3. Uh, 
but it doesn't seem to have done too much. I never played the first, so I could be misspeaking here. If if so, apologies. But based on all the gameplay I've seen of the first, it doesn't seem like they've done too much really to sort of shake up the formula. It did promise this uh, sort of sandboxy, you know, fun and games with friends. Like it's constantly telling you, like there's specific things on the, the map in Goat Sim 3 that are for like co-op specifically. But there's no buddy pass of any kind. There's no way to get a friend in without them dropping the money. Um, so I just think it's a big ask. Like, I, of course, I would love to have played Goat Simulator Three with Josh Musser, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, Josh, you gotta, you gotta buy this game." Um, <laughs> that is not a game I will ever buy. So right? Exactly. Like, and I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't speak to the the co-op nature of the game because I didn't really get to mess with it too much. Uh, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off the mark here, but wasn't uh, wasn't Goat Simulator what sort of elevated Coffee Stain? Like, yes. Uh, from, yeah. From it's it's they... made by Coffee Stain. Uh, yeah. They, I think they were weren't they making Goat Sim at the same time as something that they were like actually gave a shit about or something? I don't know. I honestly, I'm yeah. not too. I'm not up to speed on the the lore of Goat Sim. But well, Goat Sim came out like what 2013 or something. It says 14 well, here on the Steam page. I mean, this is the other thing though. Like, like making a physics sandbox is not a trivial. Right. No. Right. Like you, you have to be pretty invested in it because uh, it's gonna, you know, be hard <laughs> to do. Yeah. And get right. I guess it's hard to. I don't know. The game is so memey and weird that it's hard to give it genuine criticism. But I guess if I could. Uh, level of criticism at it that I think is totally fair is it like all of the it gives you this sandbox of this cool little town to poke around in with all these like objectives but all the objectives basically boil down to you doing the same thing it's like lick this object and either <laughs> throw it at something or move it somewhere or you know things like that um, and that's basically the whole loop uh, I, was, I was someone someone I forget who it was it might have been you but someone like compared it to like like the Tony Hawk games, like Ian the original did ones. Did you? Well, he said skate, but uh, well, skate, yeah, yeah, skate. Okay, yeah. But yeah, but you know how like the Tony Hawk games was like, well, collect the letters that spell out skate and do a grind over this thing, and that's all it was. But right. Tony Hawk, everyone loves Tony Hawk, including me. I'm so I don't nostalgic know. for Tony Hawk, the one that like people weren't crazy about, like the American Wasteland one. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. Is that the one yeah. that had Alcatraz and all that? I forget. I just I just know American Wasteland in itself was it was, was my pink. favorite. It one. had like pink. It was yeah. a black and white photo with like pink graffiti. Yeah, yeah I yeah. loved that game. But that was the best. Yeah. Anyway, that's your welcome, Goat Sim Three. Uh, sorry for taking so long to talk about your game. You're I had welcome. I had fun with it, uh, but I mean, <laughs> I guess. It is a meme. Like, what do you want me to say? Uh, I would, I would compare Goat Simulator. What I saw you play, I would, I would compare it to my experience in Red Dead Redemption Two. In Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, I think there are very strong parallels between <laughs> my Red, personal experience. Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two and Goat Sim Three. They are we going are, into Red uh, Dead now? Or is this well, the I mean, why not? Right? Like, All right. Let me, uh, let me get that, that page ready. 
I just uh, I just think that Casey can confirm that in many ways <laughs> I, I play Red Dead Redemption 2 like Goat Simulator. Yeah. Ian was playing it like Horse Simulator 3. Uh, where do we start I was just with thinking, like, I, I was watching Casey play Goat Simulator 3, and, like, one of the first things that you're, like, you know, they, they sort of parody the Skyrim opening, right? Yeah. Driving right, right off the bat. And as you're driving, you're, like, you know, hitting people, and they're, like, ragdolling as they're, like, crossing <laughs> the road. I mean, is that's Red Dead Redemption 2 for me. <laughs> that's what I do. I accidentally fucking ragdoll people, and then they shoot at me, and I have to leave. It's crazy how fast things kind of spiral out of control. <laughs> Imagine you walking into a nightclub like that, just hitting into people, they ragdoll, that you get shot at, and then you just leave. <laughs> Ian's just like hopping off his horse, and he just gingerly brushes up against a man. And then he, and he continues on his, you know, his walk. He's half a block away, and this man has, has followed him in a slow saunter. With an attitude. And he's just like, hey, partner. And then suddenly there's fists flying. And then Ian's like smacking the shit out of this guy. And then two other dudes are watching. They're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get the law. And then suddenly Ian's running one of them down. The whole isn't, that, isn't that a bitch though in that game? That's, that's the fucked up shit in, in these kinds of games. It's, not, it's like any Rockstar game. Like, you... You are minding your business. Someone else is like, hey, bucko. And they, you know, they start fucking punching you so you defend yourself and you're the one. You're the one that gets arrested. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there you go. I just, I think it's funny. Hold on, Arthur Morgan's singing from this trailer for some reason. Um, <laughs> I do think it's funny that Ian sort of has been mentally preparing for the Red Dead 2 thing. And he played through Red Dead 1. Um... And then he's hopped in, and it's just basically been Goat Simulator 3. Like, it's... <laughs> obviously, he's in, uh... We're gonna do spoilers. Um, so if you have not played... <coughs> please don't spoil the game for yourself. It is an excellent story, and I think you should uh, experience it. Uh, but we're gonna kind of, over the next couple episodes, I suppose, um, kind of go through... Because we're all playing the game, or around the same spots, so it makes sense for us to kind of talk about it as... As we go, I've played it before. Josh has played a good bit of it, and Ian is going in fresh. And for those who have played, he's uh, approaching the end of chapter two. Um, so we're still pretty early in here. Uh, <laughs> but so far, it is. I've watched the whole thing so far, but it is a lot of funny physics shit <laughs> happening. Like when you had to steal the. Uh, <laughs> you had to steal the the oil tanker right and you took it and you were trying to do a u-turn but you like did it on a mountain so like the whole thing slid sideways and the horses just went bam like fucking neck neck into the dirt and then they got up like they were okay and then the game was like oh wait no 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 they're dead and then, <laughs> and then they just ragdoll suddenly and you fail the mission or whatever Oh man, tons of stuff. But it's been oh, really enjoyable to watch you sort of, I don't know, learn the uh, the crazy weird. Uh, I mean, I I like it for sure. I mean, it definitely feels like. <clears throat> I mean, you, you can't. It, it, what Josh said is true. You can't really have a rock star game feel like a rock star game without some of that like 
you know, goofy systemic shit. And obviously this is the most refined and advanced, right. like, you know, iteration of that stuff. So. But I think the, like, the meticulous, realistic animations make, <laughs> make the fucking stupid shit so much funnier. It's so true. Like, when I fucking, <laughs> when I, whenever I fucking, like, hit something on my horse, and I go, like, flying over the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God. You hit a rock the one time, and you flew, like, fucking 15 <laughs> feet through the air, full clearance. <laughs> it was just God. it's a beautiful moment um, it is like it, it definitely you know I mean I do have this like I don't know this like real like accident prone <laughs> you know sensibility it's like like very early on I would like just sort of cut out from everything was open to me and like I saw some smoke billowing up you know on the side of the road and I was like oh it's a camp I'm gonna like stop by and say hello <laughs> and the guys like as soon as I got there, they were, like, hostile. They're like, I don't want to share a bunk with you. Like, this, that, and so I'm, like, trying to leave. And then they start shooting at me. All of a sudden, it's a double homicide. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, there's also, and, like, little rules that it doesn't straight up tell you. Like, if you don't diffuse, yeah. then it's not diffusing. Like, just walking. If you walk away too <laughs> slow, it's not good enough. Like, you... <laughs> This all sounds like Ian explained to the police at the end of the week what happened. <laughs> I mean, it's literally what it is. Like... All of a sudden, it was a double homicide, and here we sit. <laughs> oh, God. So, that, I guess that's the silly, silly shit. How have you been finding, I don't know, I guess the more sort of serious and Yeah, I mean, nice it's really good. You know, the, uh, the, I, I like all the characters, and, uh, you know, especially even coming from, from Red Dead 1. You know, and having the the whole setup sort of fresh in my mind and right, going was... back and seeing these characters, uh, it feels very grounded. Uh, it feels, I don't know, it, it's it's pretty compelling. You know, it it feels like they had a pretty strong sense of what the backstory was going into Red Dead One. Hmm. Um, now I don't know if that's an illusion. Uh, if it is, it's like very very well carried out. I think. Or, you know, if there, there actually was a great deal of craftsmanship. I think there was, though, because, like, in Red Dead 1, they'll just, like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a specific example that I can, like, definitively connect to Red Dead 2. And I don't have one right now, but I'm sure I'll come up with one at some point during the playthrough. But there's a lot of stuff in Red Dead 1 that's mentioned offhand about the history of the game. Um, which I assume, you know all sort of fits within continuity since people haven't been talking much as far as I know about like retcon and stuff. Right. Um, but it's stuff that's never explicitly explored in the first game. It'll just sort of be mentioned in conversation between characters when they're talking about the old day. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how all that stuff lines up. Are there any, uh, any returning characters that you were surprised to see that? Well, yeah, I mean the, the big one is um, Ross, the, the yeah. uh, G-Man from the from the first game makes an appearance. Yeah, I will say uh, his his, like, his yeah. presence is pretty. I don't know, understated. He's kind of like yeah. the other guy's sidekick for this game, but I guess they threw him in just for continuity. Or yeah, well, it's interesting to see what they're sort of setting up because you know definitely, I mean, it has the potential to tie in a real sort of personal history between Ross and the um, the Vanderland gang. Mm -hmm. Which would 
actually lend a lot of depth to his character in the first game and, and why he is the way he is. So like single-mindedly up John Marston's ass <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, you know, why, you know, why does he, why does he despise Dutch like so much? Um, so that's, that's been interesting. And then Arthur Morgan as a character, I'm really enjoying him so far. Like they're not, you know, he's very different than John Marston. John Marston sort of shows up on the scene he states his business, you know, like right away, sort of where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, even though he's, I think he's very well realized in the in the first game. With Arthur, it's it's a uh, it's a much subtler approach, which I really appreciate. Um, they just sort of let the character breathe and be him in a bunch of little circumstances that sort of build, you know, a tapestry of impressions about the character. Uh, which is really cool. I still don't really know what his like major conflict is going to be over the course of the yeah. game, but I'm excited to uncover. Where you are in the game, it's um, and maybe this I don't know, speaks poorly about the the game's pacing, but uh, in an open world, it's kind of hard to gauge anyway. But you're still very much in like the, the beginning. The story has right. only just kind of started. Um, I did like. I told you this. The night that you started the game i like that arthur is like immediately at odds with john like they're not just buddies yeah that there's always this like this history there that feels genuine there's all this bickering and uh it's impressive to me that rockstar pulled off making a protagonist in this game that basically just rags on the beloved (laughs) protagonist of the game before it and it doesn't like irritate you well at least it didn't for me no it it was funny yeah. Um, well, the writing is good, you know. I mean, Rockstar is Rockstar is writing. I guess since since GTA Four in particular, you know, I, I say that not being a huge fan of GTA Four in particular, but I think that's the first time that they really, that I can think of, that they really drifted from sort of lampooning, right? Uh, just like American society, <laughs> which they did pretty well, but like definitely like something like GTA Three is definitely rougher on the script than right. uh you know something like red dead redemption um but they've really got it and and they've always had a knack for for creating you know quirky compelling characters so it reminds me <laughs> for some reason i thought about how you were at you were doing the the party sequence and yeah. was it the party it, no it was like it was after i think john just got into a big fight with abigail and he's off looking all over the cliff just being all pensive <laughs> And you come over there singing, <laughs> and he just it was a party, yeah. He just stood there singing at him, <laughs> and like the game thinks you're, you know, you're standing by all the other people singing, but you've walked just far enough away that all you hear is Arthur singing, singing at John Marston. Uh, the little systemic stuff that that sort of allows for the pure role playing experience, I really like that. It's it, that's something that I didn't really anticipate um but it really you know really shines just the ability to sort of the fact that it's not it's not structured around a bunch of like dialogues right where you just walk around and talk to everybody there's like points of interaction where you can join right yeah in really organic ways Uh, it's really (laughs) compelling yeah josh do you find yourself in like red dead redemption 2 specifically do you find yourself engaging with the like, oh, I'm going to walk around camp and listen to, 
you know, listen to the NPCs have their conversations or I'm going to walk around and talk to everybody? Or do you just kind of skirt by that? And... Sometimes in the camp I do. Um, so occasionally I'll be walking and I'll just hear like an interaction between two other characters that'll catch my attention. Right. I'll be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Sometimes I'll, if they're doing something that I think could be an interesting talking point, I might walk over and see if there's something I can, you know, talk to them about, like, like where it gives you that interact bu button. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go and like constantly talk to everyone every time I'm at camp. I do that more in towns though. Um, I, I will absolutely look out for the little white dots that show up on your mini mapping and you like hear off in the distance like, ah, fuck you. And they'll like throw yeah. something through the window or something. And I'm like, Ooh, drama. And I'll go and run over there. The quality um, of those, those little white dot interactions vary so wildly. Like you'll get yeah. the, the pretty awful ones where it's just somebody who's like, I need a ride home. And yeah. then you're like, well, fuck, I was about to go three miles in the other direction. <laughs> yep. But sure. Uh, and I guess you, you could say no, and then they'll pop up some other time. Uh, and then there's the ones that, like, you see repeats of, like, uh, well, all the all the ambushes. They, you know, there's multiple types of those. but those Like the, the beggars get a lot. The, uh, like, Civil War beggars. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one... There's two of them that I know of. Ian's only met the one... Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of like that character. Like as a character, he's like this crazy. I'm not little... saying I dislike it, but it's just, it's just, I get that all the time. Yeah. Like... The snake bite thing. Oh yeah. Although Ian did just get one where some guy's like fucked up his arm and he's like falling off his horse and you have to go take <laughs> him to a doctor. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, um, but some of them are great. And then some of them are just kind of like, eh. But every now and then I'll be watching Ian and I'll and I'll see the little white dot go off and I'll hear the little, you know, the teaser audio, whatever they give you right at the beginning. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. And then Ian's just like galloping away. I'm like, son of a bitch. That but I don't want to say anything. Kicked in the face is one of my favorites. So. Yeah. Every time Ian has found the guy who who gets murdered by his horse, Ian just, <laughs> Ian just leaves. So in a way, Ian is keeping that man alive. <laughs> don't you solid. <laughs> Trust me, partner. <laughs> You're welcome, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want this this discussion to devolve into that. But it's uh, Dude, that that Lenny that Lenny scene though when you go out drinking with him. <laughs> the oh yeah, fight. that's a great little uh, a great little uh, quest. I uh, I showed that to my kids and wife as I was playing because I happened to be in the room. My kids were not entertained at all. They were like, he's <laughs> fucking stupid. What is he doing? Well, the part where you, fucking, where you fucking walk through the bar and everybody's got Lenny's face. <laughs> yeah. That's like my favorite. Oh, man. You missed it too, Ian. If you had gone, like, you checked. You remember the one door upstairs that had the red light? And you tried to go in. It had, like, a red lamp outside the door. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tried to, there's yeah, one just like it on the other side of the building. And if you'd gone into that one. You would have walked in on a prostitute and a, and a John basically going at it. And they both have Lenny's face. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought you would get there, but Lenny found you before you can get over there. And I was kind of sad that you missed it. But that's a great little quest. I, I caught that the first time, but I didn't see it the second time. I totally forgot about that. So it's a good thing I didn't show that to my kids. 
I was not yeah. expecting the like hilarious montages of like Arthur doing the can can and trying <laughs> to line with everybody yeah. in the fucking. You know, line. did you notice that they misspelled like when you were shouting at his name, they would like misspell his <laughs> name? I sure did, yeah. yeah. Your UI is all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I like when Lenny's like, Why ain't you married, Arthur? No one would have me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, what else? I don't know, as far as uh people talk about the I guess, Josh, it's going to be hard for you to comment on this just because you're further in. But do you have any inkling at all, Ian, about, like, what is this story about? Where could this be going? Um, um As far as those expectations, like, what do you, what have you got kind of... So, I, 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 like I say, I'm not, like, clear on the, on, on the main thrust here. I, I guess I'm assuming that it's going to revolve around the war with the O'Driscolls and the securing of the money from Blackwater as far as plot is concerned. Right. I think what I'm picking up more on right now is like the character dynamics. So, you know, uh, we've talked about this a little already, but like, you know, obviously there's like, you know, some question about uh, Dutch's legitimacy as, as a leader or, or efficacy as a leader. And he's like clearly trying to like hold a gang together that is beginning yeah. to you know, strain, uh, he's given which off makes like, a lot of sense. You know, he's given off the... like poser energy too. He does. Like, yeah. He's like grandstanding a lot, which is, you know, it's, it's weird though, because I mean, you feel that a lot in this game, it's very obvious, but then like you don't get as much. Cause you know how like Arthur will always talk about like the good old days and how like Dutch, like wrote like Dutch and, um, what's his face? uh the other old guy would like he like Jose? they basically like yeah jose they yeah. He, they basically like raised him right and there's like this deep deep f familial connection there but outside of like how they talk about it you haven't experienced it and all you've experienced is this is this strain that you're talking about and so to us it almost feels like that's how he always has been but it's not because that gang has been around for for a long time right for for decades yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely, I mean, I think that that's always a, a sort of challenge, you know, is is how much you, do you depict um, the past when you're trying to tell a story like that. But, like, just as, you know, Red Dead Redemption hangs its entire hat, no pun intended, on events that you never saw. So it, so, it sort of sets up, a, you know, a precedent. And I also think as well, I don't know, like maybe, maybe, maybe you'd feel differently if you did do what I do and like go around and pester everybody in the camp constantly. Because <laughs> like Dutch and, and, and Arthur share some, some heart to hearts. And like, even, even if you choose like the antagonizing option, um, like, I don't know, there's something about their chemistry and the bars that they sort of chuck at each other that, that lends a lot of depth. So I'm character. just imagining you like real. Like, hey Dutch, how's it no, going? It's oh, not it's Dutch going bad. Ian's after. Fuck you. It's fucking Molly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is just poor lady. This poor lady's just and it all had, it was all complete like an accident. I think she might have been like maybe the first camp NPC that was around when Ian walked into the camp for the first time. So he like well, unfortunate to her. soul that got a hold of his wrath. Well, so so basically what happened is <laughs> if I could defend myself. Absolutely. So I I walked up to Molly because she's like the first person that I saw and I said hello and she was like sitting on the bed. And, and you know, I was trying to get to know her. So I started reading her diary and she like <laughs> insisted one that does. I leave. 
so I put the diary down and I like tried to defuse the situation and she just sort of like, you know, poo pooed me. So now I just feel constantly like I've got to like, you know, <laughs> that she's, score, she, you know, she's like in the wrong even keel with a, that she's in the wrong for being upset that you read her diary. <laughs> well, no, well, no, I just want to, you know, and I don't want that first impression to, to ruin you know, something that could be beautiful, you know? Yeah, I want the second and third impression to ruin it all. <laughs> so every time I see her, I, I'll just be like, uh, it's, it's actually, there's a parallel to this in my in my real life, where when I was at uh, at school uh, in college. The girl that you were just girl like, in the second read year, her diary, and you're like, fuck you. In my second year, she was like coming in, and no, I didn't read her diary, but I like somehow pissed her off. I can't remember. I did a lot of things piss people off in college so i pissed her off and then like you know i made it my like personal mission that i was like you know not gonna have any animosity so like anytime i saw her i would always like enthusiastically and cheerfully like you know just be like aggressively friendly and uh and it ended up working so maybe it'll work with molly too it's just funny because you stand there over her bed like just <laughs> just, just mouth breathing and and not even she doesn't even notice you. She feels you. You know what I mean? Like she feels you looking at her. And Dutch is just sitting next to her, like Arthur. He doesn't say much at all. He's <laughs> Dutch is secretly a cuck, man. He's waiting for it. <laughs> oh man! You gotta find some way to pass the time and these uh, entertain each other yeah. in these camps. Oh. Um, I do love the, uh, the the dynamic. You know, my mental image of. Uh, the Vanderland gang was, you know, from the first game was something far more, you know, caricature, I guess, uh, of the outlaw gang. And what, what they've actually done is realized something that is completely believable. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's the most nuanced depiction of an outlaw gang. I think I've seen, I don't know, probably anywhere. Like, yeah. It's pretty like, I don't, it bucks a lot of the, sort of tropes i guess yeah. i'm with you like i before i ever touched red dead 2 i assumed that these were just like straight up you know kind of typical cowboy rootin tootin right western little badasses <laughs> who are out there you know doing their thing although this is unrelated but since I, i'm in like red dead mode now i'm driving everybody crazy like around the house i'm doing the thing where i'm like Cause I have a cat named Boy, so I'm always like, "Hello there, Boy." <laughs> you a good like, boy. Sarah will pass me something. I'll ask for something, and she'll hand it to me. I'll be like, "Good girl." <laughs> <laughs> Just shit like that. Yeah, man. I'm, no, it's definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm in cowboy mode too. I've been listening to fucking <laughs> like outlaw, fucking outlaw country music, and fucking. Oh, I'm so excited for a lot to about see westerns. Some of this music. This game you know has what, some incredible music. You know it's fucking um, creepy. What? <laughs> is uh we've been sitting here talking about Rockstar and Red Dead. Yeah. I have not looked at it on the computer. Like I didn't look, I didn't Google anything about it. And and my my Twitter trending feed refreshed uh, automatically they're listen, and they're listening. And Rockstar popped up. There they are. Of course, yeah. I scrolled down and there's some furry porn, so you know that's Twitter no, for Twitter you. Twitter is Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny no Mastodon's taking off because you know I I'm seeing more furry porn on there. Oh man, I haven't been <laughs> on, on the there in a while. Server. Since I got the new computer, 
and it's not super straightforward to just log into Mastodon from the browser. Uh, I don't know how to log on on a new machine because like I don't know. I, I'm sure I could figure it. I haven't devoted like proper what time a to it. Boomer. Yeah, I'm a I'm a boomer. As the here, children say. Here I go. Um. So yeah, I I'll guess that's. You. Go ahead. I was, yeah, I was going to say, I'll tell you what I, I've been thinking about. I don't know if you guys, you know, have, uh, have much time these days to uh, read. But if you do and you like Westerns, I highly recommend checking out uh, the Cormac McCarthy novel, Blood Meridian. I've been thinking a lot I... about it because it, it shares some similar. It's much bleaker and much darker <laughs> than, uh, than Red Dead Redemption. But it shares some, you know, themes in in the exploration of. Uh, I don't know if I ever read a western novel. I mean, I've seen well, western movies. If you only read one, it should be Blood Meridian. It it might just be the greatest western ever. Um, but I kind of want to look it up. It's fucking super cool. Uh, but yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it because it 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 follows an outlaw gang as well. They're much crueler and more awful than. The Vanderlyn gang. Did you say Cormac McCarthy? Cormac McCarthy, yeah. Blood Meridian. Yeah, I see it here. Ten ninety nine. Blood Meridian or the Evening Redness in the West. Oh, was, Is that the like subtitle? I was, That's it. I was wondering why I knew the name. This guy's written some some shit. Oh yeah, Irish. yeah. He he did the you know, he was uh no what, oh, the no road. old man, the road. The road, yeah. Outer dark, all this stuff. Yeah, he's like I. I think he's still alive. He's like 180 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. He was around for it. That's how he's able to write for it. So yeah, far. man. Uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, uh, Blood Meridian definitely a really fucking cool Western story. Nice. Well, do we want to cut off our our first installment of Red Dead Two talk right there? I don't know. Is there is there anything else that we? Ought, I mean, we can cover. I'm thinking. No, I mean, come on. That's, uh, we could squeeze another hour of just memeing on shit with this game. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Um, I guess uh, just for people that are listening, um, just getting an understanding of where Ian's at, It's uh, he's about to do the, the train robbery with John Marston. I believe that's yeah. right. That's right where we kind of stopped yeah, off. Yeah, I just took little Timmy fishing. <laughs> You know there's going to be one asshole in the comments who's like, his name is Jack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, actually. <laughs> little, little Jackie. Uh, uh, it's funny. My intention had been to antagonize Marston's son while making nice with John Marston. But I haven't had any opportunities to antagonize Jack since the first one. He's going to walk up to me, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. The first thing it's you like, ever said to the kid was like, it's time you start pulling your weight around here, boy. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what that means, mister. You're mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. Um, I am curious to get, I guess, your read on some of these new characters. Like, Are, are any of them kind of popping out to you or sta- like any standouts that you're particularly intrigued by? Or oh, man. Um, too early? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably too early to say. I mean, like I say, I'm just sort of you know, I'm digging on on everybody. I guess uh, I, I do like Lenny as a character. I've gotten sort of uh, you know had had that outing right. with him. Um, 
which was really nice. Uh, I'm trying to think of other characters that are intriguing. There's the guy in the in the top hat. He's like not. He's like he's like a connection to the gang in Blackwater, but he's not actually. Oh, part Trelawney. Of the gang. Trelawney. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Sort of like him, just as a personality. <laughs> um, I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know. I haven't seen much of him, but he's definitely. I, there's something about him that's just like, I don't know. I sort of like him as the. <laughs> Yeah, the, the outside man. Uh, right, it's, it is strange that he's even, like, involved with these people. <laughs> like, What's weird yeah. to me about his character is is how... Do the I, dirty on them. <laughs> <laughs> but how, they, how they're, like, okay with him having, like, just left for New York for a while, but they weren't okay with John doing that. Well, they, they, they make a direct reference to that, and they basically... They, I, Hosea basically says that you know Trelawney Trelawney's not like one of them. He's like he's like an associate, but not a made man, so to speak. Is that well? Is that what he? Because I thought it was like I thought it was more vague than that. It was just like uh, Trelawney's not the same as you boys. And I was like, okay, but why? Maybe I guess maybe <laughs> I was reading into that, but I, I got the impression that he's like a, a contact of theirs. That because he's 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 like in Blackwater. He's not wanted, right? He's like their their. Oh, he yeah, he's like he's all slick and stuff. He got out without, you know, being connected to it. But I I was under the impression that he was part of the gang. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take my chances. You know, swindling people in the in the big city. Maybe. I, I, my understanding was that Marston is sort of unique in that he was like one of the inside circle that cut loose. Um, yeah, he wasn't gone for long either. Like, what did they say? A year? I think it was a year, yeah. I think that's what he, we, when he went on that bear hunting trip with Hosea. Yeah. I, I think I that's. I do something. like Hosea as well. He's he's like an interesting character. He's like definitely a, a sort of counterpoint to Dutch. Right, he's yeah. He's like. He's like the conscience of the the gang almost, but he's like yeah, I don't know. He's not effective very much anymore. He's basically Jiminy Cricket. He kind of is. <laughs> he kind of like is. His, I like his voice actor a lot. Yeah, um, all the oh man, all the all the voices are great. Uh, fucking uh, Dutch man, like what a yeah. fucking powerful voice. I I thought the same thing in the in the first game. He's got that powers booth energy. I just love the voice crack he always gets. Arthur. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. <laughs> it's not like Grover. <laughs> no, but I can't do it for real. I'll fucking God, it'd be so loud. But you know what I mean? That like hard to get into that upper register when your voice is so diaphragmy and throaty. <laughs> yeah, he's got a great voice though. Uh, it might be the best voice in the whole game. Honestly, I, I'm a big fan of Arthur's voice actor as well. Yeah, Arthur's great. But he Impressive that it. he's like some random Australian. He's like, can you do a cowboy oh, one? He's he like, Australian? I'll give it a try. Yeah. I thought he was Irish. No, I'm no you're sure right. He is Australian. Uh, but I would avoid looking him up just to, just to avoid spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, at uh, least for I'm a little while. to be careful. Yeah. It's a good thing you don't like... The comments. Yeah, you don't live in the comments or anything. I would, I would suggest Josh avoid them too. Because I, I know you said that the game seems to be going in a direction... And you see it like a mile away. Yeah. And you told me where where you have played up to. And I, I will say you have quite a bit more to go. Uh, and I don't know what you're predicting story-wise, like, specifically. Um, so you may be on point there, but uh, you certainly you got a lot, a lot left to go. I would hate for some big thing to get re revealed or something. 
Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, uh, I felt this way about the first game was that it's like, its unpredictability was not its strength. Right. That's not what strength was how it got to its inevitable conclusion. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, you're not there yet, obviously, since you just started, but this game does telegraph like where it's going. And I think where it's going and knowing where it's going is actually a big part of like how it's delivering that story to you. Like it, it, it What's a, it's like a where red dead two is going. You're not smart. Like you're supposed to, it's not like this, like, Oh no, no. I saw my hand. Like, no, like right. this is red, red dead feels like, or at least red dead two feels like a Scorsese film. Like, you know how it's going to end. You know what I mean? Like maybe, I don't know where Ian's at right now. I think it's like, everything just seems so open. Like they're yeah, just... I'm not exactly sure even how it's going to begin. Yet. Right. <laughs> Beyond what I've, Scene. I did love, I, I should take a minute to just say that I actually really liked uh, the opening. I thought it was really smart to snow everybody in and have that be the sort of backdrop for the initial tutorialization. Yeah, I like the um, hate. I know that people complain about the pacing in the early part of this game, but I, I don't know. I, have you tried going back into that area of the map? He's been there, yeah. I did he spend went, some time in the mountains, yeah. He, he man, went up should. there and and visited Flaco Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I went, man. What a fucking slog that was, that that trek. It's not too Holy bad. shit. I don't the know. White, I don't the know White that. Arabian Horse is up there, too. Uh, if you ever want to... it Arabian Horses are not big, so I always feel like a joke riding around on one because it looks like you're riding a pony, but they <laughs> are fast. Um, so if you're after, like, a fast horse early, that's probably the fastest one you can get naturally mm-hmm. like, out in the world for a while. The game like locks them behind chapters, so like all the good horses don't come till later. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I was spoiled in my fucking playthrough of Red Dead One because like I I had I don't know the game like updated and I got some sort of like old what a pre-order, pre-order horse? horse I think <laughs> like it's like the war horse. It's just yeah. like John has a war horse. He has a war horse in Red Dead Two as well. Um, I forget his oh, name. Nice. He has a name. They all, all the characters' horses have names, and if you, you can actually go study them, like if you in the camp, if you like walk up to the horses, you can see which ones belong to who. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably a as good a spot to, I guess, break until next time. Um, Josh has a little leeway, I guess, since he's played so so much of the game. But uh, at some point, you're gonna hit. We're gonna catch up to you. So I don't know. Are you interested in like hopping back into Red Dead to kind of yeah, play I'm, along with us, or you... yeah, I, I still need to finish the game. So I mean, yeah. I gotta. I'm right where you guys are at in my in this current playthrough. So. Ian caught up to me pretty quick. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if I'll be able to. You spent like 50 hours hunting, didn't you? <laughs> On the PlayStation, I did not on this oh, okay. on this save file. No, I, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up though. I take my good old time with the uh, with the side quests and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I, I get also... real FOMO with that stuff. I mean, I will. Uh, you know, I'll do. I, I I do try to do that stuff as well. Uh, no, you do. So... I, like I noticed. Like yeah, what last night you, I, you did one story mission, didn't you? Like at the very end of the session. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly like free roam sort of like you took care of the what are they called? The gunslinger people and Yeah, that was a nice a nice way to sort of get around the the map. 
Um, yeah, what'd you think of the, um, the I guess, Louisiana biome? Oh, I, I really liked it. That was my favorite gunslinger, too, Black Bell. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you think of the transitions between the biomes? Well, I the fell asleep in one biome and then woke up in the Louisiana <laughs> biome. So I don't know about the transition between that Oh, one. no, that's but not like... what happened. You, you fell off a train and died and then respawned. <laughs> oh, right. You remember? You just got finished <laughs> killing Billy Midnight or whatever his right. name is. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could jump on my horse from the train and I slipped off. And <laughs> like the, it the looked train... like it was going to be okay and then the train ran over my head. <laughs> The transitions are smooth, like you like you don't even really notice it half the time. Yeah. But then once you do notice it, you're like, it's like you were in these like creepy ass swamp lands with alligators and shit and hillbillies. Now, and all of a sudden, is, you're like in the sprawling plains. This is a thing. Like I don't know. I've been like trying to formulate like a like an academic theory of this, right? Of like how a, a, a game world can like look correct scale. But then when you actually like break it down, it's like obviously not. So like you thought that it took a long time to get into the mountains, right? But I rode from the plains to the top of a really high mountain in like, I don't know, maybe five minutes, right? Yeah. The fact that long. that illusion is maintained, even though it's like obviously that is fascinating to me. It's it's like a, a quality of open world games in particular. Like, it's very it's very weird though when you look at the map because like I understand obviously you don't want it like real world distance because it would take you forever. Right. But like it's supposed the, to be like multiple states, right? All expanding. mushed together, and it's it's very weird though because it's from like I was looking at it and it's basically if you were to compare it to the actual map of the United States, it would be like from like Montana down through the central plains into like Texas, Oklahoma area, and then over to like Louisiana. And it's, and, and then even thinking about the first game too, when I include like Mexico, right. uh, it's just, it's just weird how it's like, takes up all these, like this huge swath of land. And it is a very large map as far as video game maps go, but then it condenses it down where you can like ride from one end to the other. And, you know, I would honestly say minutes. that it's deceptively small actually. Um, it does a fantastic job with just kind of like landscapes and scale. But when you actually look at how long it takes you to get places, like it's not one, of, it's not like a Witcher three map where you're, where you yeah. can like walk for, well, I guess you could, and you walk pretty slow in red dead. So maybe, the, <laughs> I don't um, yeah, I don't really have a, a one uh, more question. I, and I don't want to, in case he didn't come across this, but did he, Speaking of creepy things, did he come across that one side quest yet? If you know what I'm talking about, no, I think I did. I don't think so. No, everyone, not the serial killer. That you oh, that's yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Oh, it towards. is okay. Yeah. Then, uh, then yes. Yeah, okay, I have like the first part of that puzzle, like under the train tracks or whatever that is, that bridge. Yeah, that was the only the only thing that I pointed him to because I didn't want him to miss it. Yeah, that's um, a that's a good one. There's something I don't know if you've experienced it either. Josh, uh, but there's one little side quest in particular that's completely missable. That uh, and I will I will say nothing because I don't want Ian to know when, when it's coming or anything like that. But uh, there's one in particular I'm really looking forward to. Um, but it's all a matter of him kind of stumbling into it. Uh, so yeah, but I guess we can Mystery. we can cool it now for Red Dead. We'll pick up next episode. Uh, which won't be next week. 
but it'll be whenever it happens soon. Um, I guess we should do some patch notes. Do we have any patch notes? I should know this. <laughs> Hold on, checking the. We email. must have one. Um, we have one here. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh God. Okay. Uh, let me close this. We do have a patch note, by the way. Patch notes is the part of the show where you send us questions or things for us to talk about and address, and then we do that here on the show. If you want to participate, send us something. Uh, on our link tree, we have a, a form. Makes it quick and easy. You can do it there. Or you can shoot us an email at uh, gamesiguesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also, on Twitter, at iguessgames, tweet something out at us. Uh, one way or another, ask us a thing, and we'll talk about it here. This week, we have, <laughs> I'm just going to read what it says. Name, Josh. Message, more Josh souls, or I'm unsubbing from this dead channel. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an Ian. <laughs> It is not me. I have not sent in a single patch note. Same. Oh, that's the it. people have spoken, Josh. You the have to uh, have spoken. You have to oblige them. You gotta work out the schedules, man. Gaping dragon. I will. I'll Gaping sit down with Sarah dragon. after this. It'll be like, listen. I need <laughs> to make an appointment with Josh. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I mean I. I don't know who actually wrote this. I doubt their name is actually Josh. But uh, I feel you, man. We all want Josh back in there. It's just uh, scheduling. We're all kind of busy doing our thing. Listen, Sarah, I, I'm i going to skip my son's birthday because I got this thing I need to do. <laughs> His birthday is coming. January. It's cool. coming up. It's going to be three. Jesus. What an old fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it. There might be... Let me check. There might be some other ones hidden. Da, da, da. That Sorry, thing that happens, I get hidden. No, like some of the old ones that we did not cover, and we like set them aside. Oh. The only problem is they're four jumbled, months later. They're jumbled in with all the ones that we did. Oh, let's see. Tom. There was Wilson. some that got lost in that one episode that got all messed up. Yeah, there was one with June. Something about June. Dave Zemanski. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're going to find another patch note. I'm pretty sure that they're in there. Next time I'll, uh, I'll make a point to go in and actually pick out the ones that are unanswered as of yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, are we done? Do we have more? Are we good? I'm good, bro. Good. <laughs> you, you good, man? I'm good, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Arthur Morgan. <laughs> I sure hope. Uh, I always want to call him Charlie. <laughs> I never Char wanted to call him Charlie, Charlie Morgan. Yeah, I don't know why he looks like a Charlie to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I wish he was Charlie Morgan. Charles. What is the goddamn hold up, Charlie? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh... I guess that's it. I don't know. Um, we did do a game awards-esque thing that was games, I guess, specific. What is that? Two episodes ago. It's only got like 100 views or so on YouTube and I don't know how many on the audio. Uh, but I think that's a standout episode and you should listen to it if you have not. So check that out. Um, Ian's right game is in, is in a beta right now, right? 
a beta. It's an open beta, yeah. Already? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. the, 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 I thought you were talking about, like, your game. And that's available for people to just kind of play, right? They just need the, like, info to yeah, sign up or something? Yeah, you go on the Steam, uh, the Steam page. Yeah, check that out. It's synced off planet, is that right? It's just synced now. Synced, okay. So check that out. Um, if you're keen for, I believe it's PVP stuff that's in this beta. It is, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you just under synced. There is, uh, they're they they are showing off the PVE stuff as well for the first time. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's the full the full thing. Yeah, so I but should, it, I it should is, probably uh, form an opinion about this. <laughs> and then not talk about it because it's awkward. No, I'm just kidding. play. I have to. I have to remain completely diplomatic in uh, my uh <laughs> right <laughs> josh and i'll play like 100 hours of this beta I'll come back and then you just can't say anything yeah <laughs> josh mm -hmm. how about you do you have anything going on any projects you want to point people to any web comics or you know what are, you do all sorts of little things on the side sometimes so uh no <laughs> not right now i mean <laughs> the the holidays are always a slow time with like everything right because like all the all the commercials get get done you know like last right. like at the beginning of november and then and then no one wants to advertise anymore and there just hasn't <laughs> been a lot oh man something we need to do before we go is we need to do an indie shout oh shit have i got an indie <laughs> shout for you Let's hear it, bro. All right, bro. It's okay, called. Bro. All right, bro. <laughs> it's called the Count Lucanor. I typed in the c word on accident. The Count uh, Lucanor. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You can't help yourself. <laughs> the, the wrong game. Um, yeah, the Count Lucanor is. It's, I was gonna say it's an indie gem, but since uh, talking about it, it's got a decent amount of. Um, reviews is actually overwhelming overwhelmingly positive but anyway it's uh it, it actually when it, at first glance just by judging by the cover um i was like oh this looks like some weird anime-ish game but it wasn't um it's got some cool <laughs> <laughs> it's got some cool uh, uh that weeb shit out of here yeah exactly uh it's got some cool um like puzzles in it it's got you talking about a vibe i, I recommended this to you Ian, a long time ago. I still don't know if you've listened, but I really do think you'll enjoy it. Oh, um, no, I, I I played it shortly after you recommended oh, it. Oh, did you? And, yeah. And you hated it. No, no, we talked no. about it. <laughs> do you not uh, remember? I do not. Like, I <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, thought, I thought it was cool. It, uh, it's, it's, it's got some tricks up its sleeve, for sure. It's, got a, it's got a really dark, yet weird, sometimes goofy vibe. Uh, and the, it's yeah, it's got really nice art cutscenes. Like, pixel art yeah it's uh it's like this haunted type mansion and it's it's bloody and dark but at the same time you're this kid that's like a brat and you're kind of like walking around like i don't give a shit and solving puzzles and getting eaten by demons and all sorts of stuff it's really hard to like pinpoint like exactly what it's about other than you're this brat that's trying to get rich and sneaks into this castle to do so by lured in by this weird vampire ghost looking thing and you're solving puzzles and trying not to die. Um, some things it's been compared to maybe will help if, uh, as far as like if you like it or not, Legend of Zelda uh, mixed with like 
Silent Hill a little bit Dark Souls, I, I, I guess, according it to has, this. It definitely has, like, what I was not expecting when I played it, because Josh was, like, very, very coy about it, was that it does have a real survival horror feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. Zelda, I can see why people would say it, but I would say that, like, if you're, like, a diehard Zelda fan going in expecting Zelda, you're, like, asking to have your illusions shattered, and that's probably not a fair way to... That's mm. yeah. This is this is based on their what they're comparing themselves to, but so yeah. I guess they were maybe inspired by that. Um, but the the cool thing about it is that it's if you're into narrative, this is narrative heavy, even though it's got like a, a little bit of silliness to it. Um, there are alternate endings if you like multiple playthroughs. There's like secrets and stuff, and also you know a lot of dialogue with uh, NPCs if if you want to like learn about the mysteries of the castle. Um, they give the off game, clues. The gameplay kind of description on their Steam page, it's uh, has a lot of good info. It says exploration, walk the I don't know that word castle, and place candles on the ground to light up your path. Conversation, talk to NPCs to get important clues and unravel the mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, choices, so there's like actual choices and stuff. Yeah, w with the multiple endings and and things like okay. that, it's choices yeah. have consequences actions change the course of the story with five different endings and several subplots there's apparently stealth puzzles and skill avoid traps and enemies <laughs> in the castle by anticipating some of, them some of them are challenging there were some parts where i got stuck <laughs> for a while and got a little upset and stopped <laughs> uh <laughs> you? I, no one yeah I, uh, you? I feel like I feel like there was a uh, maybe even a death loop I got stuck in, but it didn't like throw me back that far. It was just really frustrating uh, to not be able to 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 beat it for a while. But um, they uh, they hired according to their thing for their OST. We've hired the greatest composer of all time, <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach, with him with the uh, with, with the uh, dude glasses on. Oh man! Well, there you go. And then he shout the Count Lucanor by uh, what is that Baroque Decay? Yeah, they they have some weird shit too. If you're into the weird games, um, Yuppie Psycho is another one that I think you got a lot of. It's eighty percent off right now for the winter sale, uh, so it's it's a buck ninety nine US. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna add that to my wish list. Uh, even if you don't buy it, if it looks interesting, add it to your add it to your wish list. It helps them out. Um, also, if you're interested in seeing. A list compiled of all of the indie shouts we've featured on the Games I Guess podcast. There is a link. Uh, at least there definitely should be <laughs> linking to a <laughs> Steam list that has that list for you. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about this game, Josh, before we move on? Naked no? man drinking out of a fountain. <laughs> naked man, perfect. Speaking of naked men drinking out of a fountain, Ian, I believe it's your turn this week for a hot take. It is. I I have been really struggling to come up with that this week. I, I feel like there's always this like pressure, this foreboding sort of doom, and I I, I always kind of feel bad when it's your turn. No, and I I don't even know. Like like I was I was trying to think of like uh, of like hot takes. Uh, basically, since you sent me the message, <laughs> I haven't been able to come up with a satisfying one yet. I guess I'm just feeling very agreeable with the world. <laughs> Oh man! Tonight is that your hot take? Uh, that's the nihilist. Needs, everybody just needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, there you go. That's, Everything's uh, fine. That's uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I mean, we can skip it if you want. It's kind of a. 
bitch move, but. It's hard to it's hard to uh, it's hard to think of uh, any. I mean, I let's see. Um, I would avoid overthinking it. It can be dumb. Yeah, well, the the problem the the problem is I I do have a couple, but they sort of hinge on on spoiling things. So like those don't seem like very uh, you know very uh, very good options. Um, here's a here's a mild hot take for you. Um, I think I I think that Baldur's Gate Two is a is uh, a superior story uh, to Planescape Torment. Um, generally speaking, people seem to believe that Planescape Torment is like the best of the Infinity Engine games from a story perspective. And I'm not going to tell you that it's not fucking really, really close. Um, the Nameless One's journey to discover his identity, you know, touches on a lot of really interesting themes about selfhood and what can cause, you know, uh, you know, a, a person's nature to change, um, if that's even possible. Um, but Baldur's Gate 2 does a lot of that uh, as well, and I think that it's uh, that uh, the story, particularly of its villain, uh, John Irenicus, tormented elven mage. Uh, for me, it just hits all the all the buttons just a little bit more than than Planescape Torment. You I don't have any, first, any folks. pontification to go into on this, aside from the fact that yeah, uh, Irenicus and his story just land better for me. You, you a, heard by it by a hair, by a smidge. You heard it here first. Ian thinks Planescape Torment sucks. It's literal, literal <laughs> feces. <laughs> uh, I haven't played eight hundred thousand words of literal trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, that's a great place to end things. I think that wasn't that. See, I think we hyped up the hot take too much. We, we, for a while there, we were using like. The fucking music. You know, boom, dong. And yeah, I don't know if we need all that. But yeah. Hey, good. Anyway, that's that. Uh, anything else to say before I say goodbye? <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. Tired of hearing your voice. Tired of hearing your voice. <laughs> Me too. I... <laughs> You're a voice actor. That's I know. You're like, I gotta listen to this shit all the time. Like screeching um, nails on the chalkboard. Let me turn down this random smooth jazz playlist that played that I didn't realize, and hopefully we don't get a copyright strike here. I, I just changed all <laughs> copyright sorts of strike. Work. Copyright strike. <laughs> Hello, boy. <laughs> <laughs> copyright strike. Oh man. I was just messing around. I wasn't gonna shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Easy now. I was just joking. I don't have my screen. Arthur Morgan will be straight up like, man, you're a fucking piece of shit. Ah, come on, man. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, you can find everything you need to know about this show. Uh, probably on the link tree, honestly. Go check that out. Uh, it's also on Twitter at I Guess Games. I'm on Twitter at the underscore Wizfish. Josh is on Twitter at Josh and Ya. And Ian is on Twitter sometimes. Uh, at discrete infinity spelled strange. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know. I I don't have my script. So happy birthday and happy. My new boy. Year. <laughs> happy birthday and happy New Year.